Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brian Krumah. Reverend Brian Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. We give you glory indeed. All the glory. You reserve nothing. For you deserve all the glory. Father, we thank you for our lives. We thank you, Lord, for the women in this church. We thank you, Lord, for how far you have brought us as a church. This afternoon, Lord, we ask that you give us of your spirit, the great teacher, to minister to us. I avail myself as a vessel that all the glory will come to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord and please be seated. And this afternoon, for a brief time, I want to continue with a message on why every Christian must be a soul winner. Why every Christian must be a soul winner. Now, um, if you have been here with us for the last two or so weeks, we have already established that the main purpose for the existence of the church is for soul winning. The main reason for the church is for soul winning. And we established this in the first two points in our series, this short series that I'm sharing with you. We said, number one, that the founder, we, we heard from the founder himself, the founder of the church himself, declaring why he came from heaven to be with us. We read a scripture in Luke chapter 19 and verse 10. It says, for the son of man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. Jesus himself said the reason why he was manifested, the reason why he came was to seek and to save that which was lost. So this is Jesus' declaration for his visit, his being here on earth with us. And we said that when Christians do not know this, it makes us murmur and it makes us complain whenever it is time to embark on soul winning or whenever we are involved in soul winning activities. When even a church is involved in soul winning activities, Christians murmur, Christians say all kinds of things. Do you understand that the, the country also needs this? The country needs that. This is also important. It's not all about soul winning. But the reason why the founder of the church the reason why the Savior came, he said, was to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. 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 And so that is the reason for the church. Now, number two, we also saw that Jesus' main reason for calling any of us or for calling anyone to follow him is to make him or her a fisher of man. Or a fisher of women. You see, we can't be complex like that. Amen. We said that is the main reason why Jesus called people to follow him. And we saw in Mark chapter 1, verse 16 and 18, he says, As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. For they were fishermen. This is the NIV. And he says, come follow me. Come follow me. This is, Jesus saw fishermen, and he said, come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. Amen. Amen. 
I will send you out to fish for people or to fish for men. And the Bible says, at once they left their nets and followed him. Amen. Amen. They left their nets and followed him. Hallelujah. So when Christians are not constantly reminded of this, when Christians are not brought to understand this, then the church finds all kinds of other reasons why it exists. When we are not reminded constantly. That is why we need to remind ourselves constantly why the church exists. Amen. And when we don't do this and we find other reasons for the existence of the church, the enemy likes that. Do you understand? The enemy likes that. The enemy likes when we have other reasons for gathering. I am not sure how many of you came to church today and as you were coming, so winning was on your mind. You know, as you were coming, so winning was on your mind. But I believe that as you were coming, you know, you had in your mind Mother's Day today, you know, um, we will hear the word of God. We will have some dancing. You know, there will be some pictures. There will be some gifts. There will be some something. You see, nice decoration. Isn't that so? You see, we had this in mind. But not many of us had so waning on our minds as we were coming to church. But whatever you had on your mind, it is okay also. But I'm trying to let you understand that the main purpose, the main reason for the existence of the church is so winning. And all these other things that attract us to get to the church and to come to the church, they are also important. Do you understand? They are also important. That you are coming to hear the word of God is also important. But the church is there because we have to come to church. Do you understand? The church must exist. We have to come to church because the church is there to equip the saints for so winning. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? The church is there to equip the saints. So all other things also must be done to attract the saints to be in the church. But these attractions... They are not the main reason for the existence of the church. Are you with me? Yes. You see, a lot of times you see that companies, you know, if you work at a, one of these corporate places, you see that they will organize a meeting. And at the meeting, they will bring food. Do you understand? They will bring lunch or breakfast. You know, I mean, typically in the hospitals, for instance, when drug companies come to meet clinicians, doctors and nurses, they bring food. But their main reason is not to give them food. Their main reason is to introduce the drugs to them. You know, sometimes they give pens, they give notepads, they give, sometimes they give even flashlights. They can give you a big calendar to put on your desk. All kinds of things. And they are not just giving you, those, those are attraction, but their main reason is that drug to stare at you constantly. To have a pen that has that drug. Because there are so many other drugs that can do the same job. So when you lift the pen, the first drug that comes to your mind is the pen that you are holding, and then you prescribe it. Do you understand? But they are not just wanting to give you free things. That the calendar is staring at you with a drug name on top of it. That the mouse pad has a drug name on top of it. Do you understand? But there's a reason behind all of that. So the church also is a place where we equip the saints. There's a place where the word of God is taught. Amen. The church is the place where we gather the Christians to Strengthen them. Strengthen the troops. For what? For a war. For a war. 
Are you with me? The church is a place where we do that. The church is a place where we gather the saints to strengthen them. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? We don't strengthen the troops for fun. That is not the reason why we strengthen troops. We don't arm troops for fun. Why do we gather soldiers at the camp and train them, exercise, show them how to use certain ammunition and so on and so forth? Why do we do that? We train them, we equip them for war. Do you understand? So no country, no country would like to, you know, gather its soldiers, gather the soldiers at a camp and strengthen them Give them different kinds of ammunition. Show them all kinds of tactics. And then when a time comes for a war, they send them, the trained soldiers, they send them home to go and sleep. No country does that. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? No country arms his soldiers, train them, and then send them home to go and sleep. Or keep them at the camp base. Keep them there and train them and train them. And they are strong and armed. And all they are there for is celebrate their birthdays. You know, at the camp. And then have weddings. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Have weddings. Celebrate their birthdays. Break bread together. Train soldiers. Is that why they gather them? So if the church also continues to gather and gather and gather and not go out to war, not go out for what is trained for, what is equipped for, then we become like the army who is trained and strong for birthday celebrations and weddings. And baby dedications. And breaking bread together. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. Then the church has become that kind of army. And what kind of army is that? Are you with me? If you were the government, if you were the government that has an army like that, would you continue to buy jet fighters? Would you continue to buy submarines? Would you continue to buy warships? Expensive, powerful weapons and ammunition for an army like that? If you were the government, would you continue to do that? You will not continue to do that because it's now misuse of power. They are powerful, but it is being misused. They are powerful, but it is for birthdays and celebrations. Are you with me? Because the reason for the power, the reason for the ammunition, the reason for the preparation is not being used for its intended purpose. Hallelujah. And that brings us to the next reason why every Christian must become a soul winner. Why every Christian must become a soul winner. Because the reason for the power of God in the church is to win souls. The reason for the power of God in the church is to win souls. Amen. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 16. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 16. It says, Then the eleven disciples, are you reading with me? I want all of your attention. Okay, I want all of your attention. There's only one preacher, and I want all of your attention. It says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. 
the 11 disciples. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power, say all power. Say all power. I cannot hear you. Yes. He says, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, go ye therefore, and teach all nations, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Even unto the end of the world. Hallelujah. Let us read it from the NIV. Do you have the NIV? From that, from verse, was it, where did we come from? 16? The NIV. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. The eleven disciples. To a mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Hallelujah. So now you hear, you see that Jesus met with 11 most important people in the church. The 11 most important people in the church. The ones that he had gathered at the camp and trained and trained and trained for about three years. Gathered at the camp, armed them taught them, shared with them, ministered to them, showed them things. Amen. Amen. And these were his last words to them. The ones that he had gathered at the camp. He had gathered all these people at the camp, training them, teaching them, and now he's coming back to deliver his last words to them. And he says, all power has been given unto me from heaven and in earth. As a result of that, he says, therefore, he says, the reason why he has been given the power, he says, therefore, therefore, or as a result of that, go ye into all the world. Go ye and teach nations. Teach them. As a result of this, are you with me? He says, all power has been given to me. All power. The reason why all power has been given to me is what I am telling you. Go ye therefore. Go therefore. Go for this reason. Hallelujah. So Jesus is showing us the main reason or the original purpose for his power. The original purpose for what? His power. The original purpose for his power. The reason why he has been given such power to have a church. He says, all power, all power has been given unto me. He said, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, go ye as a result of this. Go ye for this reason. 
Now that I have all power, go, I'm sending you. And all the power is with me. Go, and I will be with you with all the power. Are you with me? He says, go, and I'll be with you. He said, all power is given unto me. Go ye therefore, because of this, as a result of this, and make disciples. Make disciples. Make followers. Disciples are followers. Disciples are Christians. Disciples are born again. People who are born again. Go ye therefore. People who believe in the gospel. Hallelujah. So if the power is given to Jesus now, it is given because he has started a church and he has trained these people and now he's giving them the power to go in. He has gathered them. Do you remember about the soldiers that we talk about gathering the soldiers and at the camp and equipping them, training them and teaching them? So he also gathered his soldiers and now he has gathered them again to deliver the message, the reason why all this power is given unto him. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? And so if the church receives this power, if the church receives the power and is not making disciples, it is misusing the power. If the church also receives the power and is not using and is not going into the world, then the church is misusing the power. And if the church continues to misuse the power, what do you think the giver of the power will do? Just like the government, which has also gathered soldiers, gathered the army at the camp and equipped them, and when the time comes for war, they say they are going home. They have to go for a birthday celebration, and they have to go for a baby dedication. When it is time for a war. Are you with me? So we are just like the army that is using or misusing the power. So we are just like an army which has been equipped with powerful ammunition. An army which has been equipped with a submarine or a warship. And then you find the army taking the submarine and taking the warship for cruise. They're going on a cruise. They're sitting on the submarine, and when, when you come and you say, where is the army? You say, oh, they are taking the submarine, and they are in a Bermuda <laughs> island. They are taking the warship, and they have gone to Jamaica for vacation. Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm trying to share with you? That they have been equipped with jet fighters. And when you come and you can't find a jet fighter and you're thinking they have gone to war, you say, no, 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 no. They have gone to Dubai on a jet fighter and they have taken it for vacation. Then we are no different from such an army. Hallelujah. We are no different from such an army. Amen. Now, on the other hand, if the army is always going after the enemy, you hear that the army has taken the submarine and they have gone for the enemy to war. You hear the enemy, the, 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 the army has taken the jet fighters and they have gone against the enemy. They are fighting the enemy. You see, whenever the, 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 you, you are built up, the enemy also strengthens itself. Do you understand? The enemy strengthens itself. Now, when you are not built up, you know, if a small country, for instance, a small country like Haiti says they are going to war with America, you know, they say they are going to war with America, you know, they are not going to, America is not going to rise up to build submarines and jet fighters and build powerful ammunitions to go and fight Haiti. Do you understand? No. They will not have need for such ammunitions. Do you understand? They will probably take United Airways, you know, with some few passengers, and just give them some machine guns and say, go and take care of this country. 
Do you understand? So you realize that, you see, the Bible says, the thief cometh not, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The enemy does not worry about a church that does not fight him. The enemy does not worry about a church that does not seek to save those who are lost. The enemy does not matter with a church like that. And for a church like that, there is no need to give them powerful ammunitions like the holy, powerful Holy Spirit. That's why you can't find the presence of the Holy Spirit in a church where it's not going to war. That is why you will not find the anointing of God in a church which is not going to war. Because there is no need for such power. There's no need for such ammunitions. So you'll find Christians without power in a church where they are not going for war. In a church where they do not fight the, fight the powerful giver of powers war they are not equipped. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? They are not equipped. Because then there is no need for such supply. There is no need for such supply. But when the church is strengthened, when the church goes to war against the enemy, they know that the enemy will rise up. And so you see power behind. And so he says, you go, you go. I know this enemy that I'm dealing with, but all power in heaven and in earth is given unto me. You go, you go, and I will be with you always. I will be with you always. When you seem to be falling, I am with you. I will supply the power. I will equip you. I will mount you with power. You just go. Amen. Is somebody understanding the word of God? This afternoon. He says all power. In heaven. And in earth. Is given unto me. Therefore go. And I'll be with you. Amen. Amen. And so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If it is a small church. It doesn't matter if it is a big church. It doesn't matter whatever size church. It doesn't matter if you are just born again today. It doesn't matter if you have been born again for years. It doesn't matter if you are young or if you are old. When you rise up with the willingness to go, the power comes with you. The power follows you. The power goes with anyone who is willing to go. Anyone who is willing to take on the ammunition, the power is released unto you. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, there's a scripture in 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 17. If you allow me a few minutes, let me just show you. Is that you? Wow. (laughs) What a shock. First Samuel 17. You know, we can't read all this, but let me just give you a little background. This is the story about David and Goliath. When Goliath was harassing the army of Israel. Do you remember that? comes and embarrassed them because they were all afraid. They were soldiers who were not going to war. Do you understand? So let us now jump down to maybe verse 25, 24. Maybe 20, yeah. Okay. It says, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, this is Goliath, fled from him and were so afraid. They have arms. They are wearing their armor. But they were so afraid. And the men of Israel said, have you seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up. And it shall be, are you with me? And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his wife, his father's house free in Israel. Okay. All right. The next verse. And David 
speak to the man, the man that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killed this Philistine and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killeth him. Do you remember the things that be done to the man that killeth him? The king will enrich him with riches. Are you with me? The king will give his daughter to marry this man. And then he will free his household, his fathers, because they were all working for the king. Everything they have belonged to the king. But such a man who will go to war is a free man. Such a man is an independent. Your whole household is liberated from being bonded to the king. Do you understand? I'm trying to show you something. You see, power that is in the church, it is not given so that we will be enriched. Power in the church, it is not given so that we will have wives. We will find wives in the church or find husbands or find beloveds in the church. Do you understand? The gathering is not for that. That we will be liberated. We don't work for Pharaoh anymore. Now that we are in the church, financial bondage is broken. That is not the reason for the power. And this is what I'm trying to show you here. So the next verse. The next verse. And David spake to the man that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killed this Philistine? And take it away the reproach from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killed him. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard him when he spake unto the man. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. You know, there are some people, whenever you talk about evangelism, let's go for this, let's do for, they get angry. Do you understand? It's too much. You show off. Are you the only born again Christian in the church? Listen, we have been here for a while. Okay, take it easy. Do you understand? This church was here before you came. We have been here. Okay, so you see, he says, his, his anger was kindled against David. And he said, why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride. You are proud. And your naughtiness, the naughtiness of your heart. And thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. That is the only reason you are here. So the reverend will know that you came. Are you with me? That is why you want to take picture. So the reverend will see. And David said, what have I done? What have I done? Is there not a cause? Is there not a reason for this gathering? Is there not a cause for the army to have summoned here? Is there not a reason? Is there not a reason why the army has been trained in a camp and has been released today? Is there not a reason? Is there not a cause? And he turned from him to another person who is willing to go with him. And sometimes that is what you need to do. There are some people you just need to turn away from them. Turn away from them because they will discourage you. He said, and he turned from him towards another and spake after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner that whoever kills this person will have the king's daughter, that he will be enriched and your household will be liberated. And when the words were heard, when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul. They rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. He sent for him. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him, 
Thy servant will go fight with this Philistine. Thy servant will go fight with this Philistine. Thy servant is available. Thy servant is ready. Then Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go. That's another voice of Satan also, of discouragement. Okay? He said, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and they came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. He says, And I went out after him, and smote him, and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and smote him, and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defiled the armies of the living God. Then he said, David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And David, Saul said unto David, go, the Lord be with you. He said, the Lord that delivered me once I am going to fight for him, once I am stepping in to fight, he will be with me. Amen. And now look. And Saul armed David. You see, there were so many soldiers. There were a lot of soldiers that were there. Trained soldiers. Soldiers with experience. Soldiers who have been in the camp for a long time. But none of them was ready to go. Now when David said he was ready, he was available, now power, the king's armor, the king's armor is released. You see, the power will come if ever you are ready to fight the Lord's battle. The power will be released to you. Ammunition, you will leave the people who are not willing to go and the ammunition, they will be released to you. And doesn't, you don't look great. You don't look like you have been in the army for a long time. You don't look like you have any experience. But when you avail yourself and you say, I will stand against the enemy. I will go out and save souls. I will go and minister to someone. He says, go you therefore. Go ye therefore. I will equip you. I will arm you. I will add ammunition. The king's armor will be released. The king's armor will be given to you. The king's armor will be your portion. When you avail yourself and you say, I am going. He says, and Saul armed David with his armor, the king's armor, and put an helmet of brass upon his head. Also, he armed him with a coat of mail, the, queen, the king's personal armor. Meanwhile, there were soldiers that were standing around. Experienced soldiers. And so the power, it comes to the church that is willing to go. The anointing of God is in a church that is willing to go. Are you with me? It doesn't matter how small you are. Once you are willing to go, once you are willing to do the work, you'll be equipped. He says, all power is given unto me for this reason. Therefore go and I will equip you. I will add to you. I will be with you always. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So the king's power was for the war. Amen. The king's power was for the war. And the things that surround it, they are not the reason why the king is now releasing his armor to go with this one. The reason for the king's daughter for marriage, the reason for enrichment to enrich you with wealth, the reason to liberate your father's household is not just so that you will have it, but it is for the one who is going to the war. Amen. Amen. We see, we want the power, but not for its original and intended purpose. We think the power is for receiving things and giving us things. And today, Christians seem to gather more and more in churches where the power is misused, 
where the power is not intended for what it is meant for. Hallelujah. Christians are more attracted to places where the power is not for this intended use, but for other things, for receiving other things, for getting other things. It's where Christians gather. Hallelujah. We are excited to hear anything but the reason. And so, messages like what I'm sharing today does not excite Christians. Messages like what I'm sharing today is not something that is attractive to Christians. They are not popular messages. But this is the kind of message that the Bible calls sound doctrine. Sound doctrine. Sound doctrine. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. He says, preach the word. Say, preach the word. Say, preach the word. Say, pastor, preach the word. Say, preach the word. I will preach the word. I said, I will preach the word. Preach the word. Hallelujah. So, you see, this is not a lighthouse made something. It is the scripture. Say, preach the word. Amen. It says, preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. When it ceases to be the most popular message, preach the word. When it ceases to be the most attractive to other Christians, preach the word. When it seems to be too simple for people, preach the word. In season and out of season, preach the word. When Christians are sitting down and looking like we are too mature for a such message, preach the word. Preach the word. Are you with me? It says preach the word. In season. Out of season. When it seems to be out of fashion type of message. When it seems to be not the kind of message that says I catch it, I receive it. Still preach the word. I'm preaching the word. I said, I'm preaching the word. I'm preaching the word. Louisa, I'm preaching the word. Amen. He says, preach the word. In season and out of season. Reproof, rebuke, exalt with all long suffering and doctrine. The next verse, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own last, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itchy ears. People have itchy ears to hear other things. But we will. I say we will. We will. Says having itchy ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. But when they turn their ears from the truth and turn to fables, preach the word. I cannot hear you. Preach the word. When you turn to be not looking like the most popular pastor, preach the word. That is sound doctrine. Sound doctrine. Sound doctrine. It needs endurance. Endurance. You know, it says they can endure sound doctrine. To endure means that it's not pleasant, but you have to endure it. Are you with me? It's not pleasant. You are not the soul winning type. You are not the evangelistic kind of person. And it's not this kind of message. It's not it's sound doctrine, but you ought to endure as a Christian. I need to. Are you with me? Yes. Nancy, do you understand the word of God? It says, preach the word. Be instant. In season and out of season. Move forward. It says, but, no, you move too fast. 
It says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itchy ears. Having itchy ears. They want to hear certain things. They want to hear certain things. They want to hear you say, mm, 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 mm. They want to hear certain things. H-E-E-S. H-E-E-S. But this is sound doctrine. Mercy. This is sound doctrine. Mary, do you understand the word of God? This is sound doctrine. And it needs endurance. We need to endure. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth. And shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of. Do the work of. Do the work of. Do the work of. You know what is an evangelist? An evangelist is someone who goes for evangelism. An evangelist is someone who goes for evangelism and at the end stays in a photograph and takes a picture. It is acceptable. Are you with me? You see, you have to endure. I have to preach to you because you need it. You see, you didn't go, but so it's pinching you. The preaching, no. Preaching, no. Preaching, no. But endure because it is sound doctrine. Amen. Endure. It is sound doctrine. Hallelujah. Some of you, you were like major evangelists. He says, make foolproof of thy ministry. Some of you, you were major evangelists. But now, the, your reason for looking at the church has been turned to something else. It has been turned to something else. But preach the word. And so we will preach the word. Hallelujah. And so we will evangelize. And so we will witness. Hallelujah. And so we will go out and we will work out. And we will win souls for Christ. A work of an evangelist is someone who goes out to share the gospel. Become an evangelist. Go out and evangelize. Become an evangelist. He says, do the work of an evangelist. May you become an evangelist. Receive it. May you become an evangelist. Become an evangelist. At your workplaces, at home, when you meet people in the elevator, by the train station, on the train, become an evangelist. Become an evangelist and evangelize in the name of Jesus. Receive it. The power is given to you to become an evangelist in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Clap your hands for Jesus. And we stand up to your feet. Let us bring the service to a close. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. For your power, for your anointing, for your powerful Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for ministering to us. Lord, we as a church, oh God, we avail ourselves. We pray, oh God, like David was equipped. Father, like you equipped the 11 when you gather them together. Lord, as we have gathered here, equip us equip us oh god for when we are equipped to go out into the battlefield lord you promise to be with us always you promise to be with us always therefore lord when we go on the battlefield we are confident oh god that you will enrich us we are confident oh god that you will give us husbands to marry we are confident that you will give us wives to marry we are confident that you will give us children we are confident that you will give us houses 
we are confident that you will give us mothers and fathers and we are confident to God that when we go on the battlefield you will liberate us liberate our household liberate us from financial bondage liberate us oh God in every sphere of life in the name of Jesus we thank you Lord for the power that is behind us we thank you Lord for the power that is behind us let us be the church that uses the power for its intended purpose in the name of Jesus for you say when we use the power for this purpose when we use the power for what you have given it for you say then all other things is added to us you say when we seek the kingdom with the power when we do not direct the power to other things when we do not direct the power to receiving other things and we direct the power to the kingdom all other things are added to us we thank you lord we give you glory we give you honor in the name of jesus if there's anyone here this afternoon you are not born again you don't have jesus christ as your savior this afternoon i want to give you that opportunity this is the purpose of the church this is the reason why the church exists you are here this afternoon you are saying pastor pray with me i want to receive jesus as my savior if that is your prayer wherever you are just lift up your right hand and i'll pray with you you want to receive jesus as your savior you want to welcome jesus christ into your life is there anyone here like that you want to welcome jesus into your life perhaps you have been coming here sunday after sunday tuesday after tuesday but you know in your heart you know in your spirit that you are not born again if you were to die today you are not sure where you will be but this afternoon that can change right now lift up your hand and i'll pray with you is there anyone here like that oh father we are thankful and we are grateful in the name of jesus this is the last call do not leave this year this place without receiving christ as your savior anyone here like that we give you glory we give you honor in the name of jesus and all the saints join me with a loud amen, amen. oh why don't you clap your hands we believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message we invite you to join us on sunday afternoons for our dual of heaven service and tuesday evenings for our word power service for more messages by reverend bright and kuma please subscribe to the qfc bronx north podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738 stay blessed